This is ESPN Crick Info. Bowl at Boys. Yes, it's another show of Bowl at Boys here on ESPN Crick Info. And I am Ronak Kapoor filling in for Vishal Dixit. Jeffrey Boycott with me. Jeffrey, I'm sure you would have been excited after that England victory at Lords. Did you enjoy watching that? I loved it. The whole five days was a wonderful advert for Test Match Cricket. There's so much 2020-50 over Crash Band Wallet. And this was Test Match Cricket, which excited everybody. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that, Jeffrey. Now, I'm glad that we're going to start this show with a question on that. And this comes from Ian in the UK. He asks you, Jeffrey, the first England-New Zealand test was such a delight to watch. He reads the report on Cricket for that George Dobell, our UK correspondent, wrote, saying the performance was so un-English. And by that, he's quoted a few lines from George. There was passion and there were bullseyes instead of patience and percentage cricket. He'd like to know what you made of the style or the brand of cricket England displayed at Lords. Did you notice any key differences, Jeffrey? Could this be a game-changer for the big season coming up, not just for the team, but for the likes of Cook, Stokes and Root? Jeffrey, your thoughts? Look, yes, it's nice for the home crowd, um, for the home team to win. We had a pretty ordinary series to poor series in West Indies, and then there's been so much going on about Kevin Peterson, sacking of Peter Moores, and uh, I, I do coach uh, Paul Downing got sacked before that, and, and so much upheaval. But we needed something to lift the spirits of, of cricket in England. And that test match did everything. It really did. And in fact, it did so much good for English cricket that the sales of tickets for Headingley starting on Friday have gone through the roof. Uh, in the provincials outside of London, there isn't as many people, there aren't as many people, there isn't as big a catchment area. So outside of the uh, iconic series in England, Australia, You've been struggling a bit in England to get full houses, really struggling at test match level. But this has uh, been a big boost to Yorkshire cricket, big boost for test cricket, big boost for English cricket. Sales are going through the roof. I've run up there yesterday and the day before. The, the phones are going off the hook, people wanting tickets. So now we just cross our fingers that it doesn't rain. We can't guarantee that in Yorkshire, Lancashire, you know. <laughs> Wonderful brain of cricket, and it's done wonders for our cricket because we needed something 
Okay, let's go to question number two then. And this comes from Mahesh Purandare in the United States. He says, Jeffrey, taking a clue from a recent article on African phone opening partners, he'd like to ask you with whom you enjoyed batting most as your opening partner in test and county cricket. Also, who do you regard as a good opening combination outside English cricket? Well, that's it. Mm, that's it. Take this one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
question let's uh, take this one from Sushant in India and of course it comes in light of the proposed changes to the ODI format yet again from the ICC cricket committee let's hear from him he says Mr. Boycott what do you make of the proposed rule changes to redress the bat ball imbalance seems like cricket is reverting to the pre-power play era where there was an initial period of field restrictions albeit with more fielders allowed outside the circle do you see these new steps as a backward step and that the power play rules were originally introduced to cut down the pro captaincy and boring middle overs. He asks you, what rules would you propose to keep the balance between bat and ball and still rewarding, while still rewarding, imaginative and attacking captaincy? Jeffrey. Well, the four weeks of no balls, fine, that's okay, that's entertainment, that just gives batsmen a free slog and probably a few extra boundaries for the crowd. That's no big deal, that. The power play, I've never thought much of them. Mm -hmm. I never dreamt that much, but I thought they were insane. I, I never, I never rated it. The extra fielder, I think, is important. The game has gone forward to such an extent that the bat is dominating the ball, and they need to address the balance. All bowlers are saying at the death. It's difficult to bowl, so difficult, you just don't know what to bowl, where to bowl, because you haven't enough protection, you haven't enough fielders. So the extra field, 
bowlers by and the captains by saying two bowlers could bowl more than ten overs. So when you get a couple of bowlers out of your five or six who are bowling well, you could keep them on, maybe for fifteen overs. So you get an extra five overs each out of two bowlers. Now that's something for the captains to think about because if your bowlers bowling well, yeah. maybe he fancies a wicket, you could put a couple of slips into the new batsman. You get someone like Stark or Mitchell Johnson bowling well. And I think you need to have something to encourage bowlers. We got to the stage. I've said this before on on here that bowlers they're just getting pushed all over the world. They're getting smashed out the side. That can't be right. You've got to give them some some incentive that if two bowlers bowl well, get 15 overs each. And he gets rid of 10 overs from the Yiddish bowlers. So many teams are filling in with people who can't bowl for toffee. They're absolutely hopeless. Yeah. And uh, I don't get any fun out of that. I want to see quality bowlers, quality batsmen. All right, thank you once again, Jeffrey. Your thoughts are always appreciated on this show and we'll get you again in a couple of weeks. Let's see how that second test goes. Maybe New Zealand will level this series. What do you reckon? No chance. I fancy England. <laughs> I fancy England to chance of winning again because I was disappointed with New Zealand's bowling. Everything good about England. Sure. New Zealand's bowling, South East come back from the IPL. And his line, his length was pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Bolt bowled very well. Yeah. And he came back from the IPL, but he seemed to find his line, his length, mm. get wicked. Uh, and he didn't score so quickly. He was scoring five and over and more off the mm. Southie. He smashing him out the side. Now, he was a good bowler. Yeah. And the Yankee bowl, so that could be three. But when you know the two good bowlers, Southie's bowled poorly. And their spinner was non-existent, with respect, not very good. In fact, the matches were ahead of me play four seamers, play near Wagner, because that spinner is hurting them. They can't, he can't control the run rate. He can't really get people out because he's not good enough. He doesn't bowl the line, the length well enough. So you're not going to be seeing them on two bowlers. He's going to come to the party at Southie and they need a fourth bowler instead of the off spinner. Okay, let's see how things go at Headingley. Thank you, Jeffrey. We'll catch you again in a couple of weeks' time for your thoughts. Do send in your questions via feedback form to Jeffrey Boycott and Michelle Dixit. We'll be back on another show of uh, Bullet Boys in June. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your thoughts. We'll see you soon. You are listening to ESPN Crick Info.